Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Uncharted Spoiler Cast and Review. What's that over there? It's my treasured co-host. We have Bob Video Games. Ooh, Golden Crusted Knife. From Gigaboots.com, we've got Dr. Ragbro. What year is it? And Chris Wolfhard. In this movie, I'm a composite of 15 different movie villains. <laughs> and I'm a composite of 15 different white guys. Hello, I'm Dan Video Games. Welcome to the Uncharted Spoiler Cast Review. For people who haven't watched one of our reviews before, we, at the beginning, give a two-sentence summary of basically how we feel about the movie in a guttural sound to sort of communicate the feels. Then we will move on to discussing the film in more detail, and then at the end we will give you the drawn-out summary, final scores out of 10, and then let you know what this scored. So, let's get to it. We're going to go ahead and start with Bob's summary. Bob summarize me captain this is an indiana jones film but <laughs> watered down so intensely you can hardly tell hmm. it completely misses the point of uncharted of having like fun enjoyable characters go on wild adventures and with cool action set pieces like it doesn't hit any of those i'm gonna go with a uh. okay we now move to dr Agro. Uh, Uncharted was a movie that was uh, released in January of 2009 and then lost. Not gone, but lost. And recently rediscovered and put on the internet to hurt me. <laughs> mm. Chris Wolfhart. Uh, they made a movie. It's roughly two hours long. It was presumably shot on cameras. Uh, it has characters in it and probably had a script. I'm going to give it a... Mm. And uh, I'm going to finish with, uh, this script was written in front of a green screen. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how they say that, like, an actor disappears into the role? Like, you can no longer perceive the actor, you can only perceive the character? I have heard of that, yes. Yes. Uh, in, in this movie, Tom Holland does the opposite. Like, he fully absorbs Nathan Drake into Tom Holland. There is no Nathan Drake <laughs> anymore. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that's kind of every single character in the movie where it's like, no, there's no Sullivan in this movie. That's Mark Wahlberg. Like, Nathan Drake does three things in those games. Mm -hmm. That's all he does, all right? He shoots people, he climbs things, and he has, like, rakishly charming one-liners. So let's go over what he does in this fucking movie. He bartends, he parkours, and he looks hurt that someone has emotionally not fulfilled his expectations of them. Well, that description just makes me think we need to make Tom Holland Shinji. Before it's too late. Yes. yes. He will only stay looking like he's 15 for so long. Yeah, I really appreciated the 15-year jump in this movie, and I'm like, wow, he aged four years. Yeah, everybody looks, like, so much younger than they should look. Even <laughs> even Sullivan, of course. Yeah, even right. Victor Sullivan. And, and Chloe, of course. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know who in the office thought that Uncharted was a YA novel. Yeah, right? that's... Or that it needed an origin story. Right? I mean... Naughty Dog did that twice, and uh, people didn't like it either time all that much. Like, guys, we can, like, you can start with your hero being cool and already established. That's how Indiana Jones started. Yeah, it, it, it's how Uncharted started, because that's a trope. We already know what the deal with this type of story is. 
It's it's really impressive. Uncharted one, you know, a game written by Amy Hennig coming over from making Soul Reaver and working on other games did an excellent job capturing the essence of what this fucking movie is the exact genre of, but can't. It's like the main character is supposed to be that structure, you know, quips, betrays people lightly, but it's fun. There's whimsy. This, none of the chemistry is there with any character. Yeah, not at all. (laughs) Like you had, you had to make a cookie cutter movie out of a game whose (laughs) <laughs> biggest detraction when it came out was, uh, this game's just trying to be a movie. Yeah. Yep. How do you fuck that up? That's a, <laughs> a really fucking bizarre thing about this movie is that pretty much every set piece is something they took from one of the games. Yeah. So it's just, here's that thing from the game, but it looks worse. I'm trying to think as <laughs> like the, obviously the Uncharted three things hanging out of the, out of the back of the plane. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think of other ones that I are mean, just directly from the game. Definitely, when when he's chasing Chloe, uh, there is Uncharted Three vibes in that. Absolutely, the okay. Setting and scenery looks nowhere near as good. Of course, <laughs> they go to like the area of Uncharted Four. Yeah, there's a whole like, that's lot where of the climax four. takes place. There is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't beat Four. Does do, do they? like carry the ships on helicopters no, and oh, have yeah. the, the one big thing that wasn't in the games the whole time I went man this is really dumb in a movie this would be sick as shit in an uncharted yes, that, game that's, yes. that's exactly what I was thinking I was like this is really stupid in a movie but it would be cool as shit if I was sword fighting guys on it in a game mm-hmm. yeah that that's the problem with making a movie of a game franchise that is already basically a movie this is I feel like we're Getting a preview of how that Last of Us show is going to feel. The Last of Us show is going to clown on this. As someone who isn't I'm necessarily sure. in love with HBO or The Last of Us, though I have enjoyed things from both, that The Last of Us show is absolutely going to stomp this movie. I mean, if it does one simple thing, which is actually adapt the story and not what this did, which is like this movie has so many what you could call references and homages and callouts that should be, you know, gratifying and, oh, I clapped and shit like that. Yeah. But the the soul of this movie is so far removed and completely indifferent to the existence of the games <laughs> that it feels more like callous strip mining. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh yeah, the set pieces just don't look nearly as good. The uh, chase scene in Spain, I believe. Uh, yeah, Barcelona. With, yeah, Barcelona. I was trying to remember where exactly. Um, where he's chasing Chloe just has really not great looking environments to do the chase through. The chase itself is really unimpressive. Yeah, it's really just this rooftop. And, it, and it's it, not like a normal rooftop, which is, you know, has slopes. It, it's walkways in between the slopes. Yeah, it made me think directly of a, a scene in that Spectre uh, James Bond movie, the newest one. Yeah. I And how that was just a way better version of the same scene. Yeah, 100%. There's a couple of action movies that have that exact same rooftop chase sequence. Right. Uh, that, but it, but that, it looks yeah. good at all. You could almost <laughs> hear Tom Holland going, parkour! Yeah, it's, it's weird how unimpressive all of the action in this is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not expecting, like, the, the Mission Impossible 6 bathroom fight out of this movie because mm-hmm. that movie that seems too good um, <laughs> yeah but it, it's just it's just like there's not a single good like action moment in this it's like really it kind of reminded me of like demolition man 
where it's like none of the action in this is really that impressive. It's kind of clumsy even. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's definitely true of Demolition Man, but I think there's a certain like it looks sick as shit on camera that that accomplishes multiple times that this yes, can't do. And once. this is not like I'm like the, the coolest thing in this, which they don't even really sell that much is when Mark Wahlberg picks up uh the character that should be Nadine, but isn't Nadine for some reason. For some fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> they had their own character, okay, guys? She's way more interesting than Nadine. She has a karambit. And, like, just power bombs her through, like, a glass wall. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which I'm sure Mark Wahlberg loved doing. The the marketing for this movie is quite hilarious because they always play up, well, Tom Holland, he did all of his stunts in this film. This is the most stunts he's ever done. Maybe he shouldn't have. I, I you know, it, You know what's great? If you're a talented martial artist and physical actor like Jackie Chan, doing your own stunts is great. If you're not that, maybe you should al allow the expert to to do your stunts so they look good. Yeah. And are impressive. Yeah, there's a scene where uh, you know, Soli gets uh stopped by not Nadine. Mm -hmm. And then he slips out and as he slips out, she starts taking out the three bodyguards, right? Mm -hmm. And as she does that, I'm like, this is so close to looking cool. Like, it's almost there. It's not quite there, but this is neat looking. So I was kind of shocked when after the movie, because my Redbox Blu-ray that they tricked me into buying because it was only $3 more than the $2 rental automatically goes into like marketing stuff behind the scenes, deleted stuff, uh, which we really need to mention before we end this. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, they, they talk about, oh, the actress for her is like a martial artist. She's got a black belt. And I'm like, oh, that's 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 cool. Um, I feel like that should have used better choreography. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not even sloppy choreography. It's that on top of horrible camera angle. It, seriously, that's a bad camera angle for what they were trying to do. They start doing that cool fight scene with her. They cut to outside the door and you see it happen through the door. It's like, <laughs> what like, are you that's doing? Awesome and we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, she shows up. I'm like, oh, fuck. That, that's, uh, I cannot for the life of me, pronounce her first name, or rather, I don't know how to. I believe it is Tati Gabrielle. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I believe that's right. She she was in the, the the Netflix Sabrina series, which was good for like a season and a half. Um, so she shows up, and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, she's playing Nadine Ross. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Why isn't she Nadine? Because they wanted know. to do the, the twist. They wanted to make... They wanted to do a bunch of twists, none of which... twist is so... It's it's like okay, so you have Antonio Banderas, who is playing a composite of every action movie villain in human history. Mm -hmm. They kind of set up his character where it's like he's the descendant of you know one of the people who found this gold, and he believes it's his birthright, and his dad's giving away the family fortune because it was you know made through colonialism and all that, and so he kills his dad. But then but then it's just like well now now the character that doesn't matter kills him and is now the villain i'm like I, I wasn't really that attached to him anyway what did you do <laughs> right. why to what end yeah yeah it's weird because you you would think that like that could fit into the that the uncharted thing where nathan drake in the first game at least is looking for francis drake's gold mm -hmm. or his treasure because he's the descendant of francis drake so it's like oh there's a parallel between between nathan drake and this character but that isn't brought up in this movie at all in fact do they even bring up that they're related to Francis Drake who yes. believe themselves to yes. be at all in Sam this? says it in once, the opening scene and yeah. then turns and goes, but we're not doing that plot line here. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say it for some reason. <laughs> 
we're doing this fucking Magellan thing that is so similar to that, that but for some reason not. We're descendants of Francis Drake. That's what our parents said, who are dead. <laughs> that, like, this has the image uh, uh, energy of, um, with where it's like, well, we're doing the thing, we're doing the origin story, so we can't actually do any of the game plots, because we might want to do those in sequels, so we have to do, like, a shitty, weird version of one of them. Which is weird because both three and four do a lot of this is younger Nathan Drake stuff. And they have him make uh, Sullivan and it's good at all. <laughs> yeah. It's natural instead of the movie wrote us to meet. It reminded me of uh, Smallville. Because Smallville had that problem real bad because he doesn't become Superman until the end. The end of the show. What? That ran eight seasons. What? Oh, I did not know this. So you have this thing where um, they introduce Jimmy Olsen, who dies, and at his funeral, his camera is given to his his younger cousin, who is also named Jimmy Olsen, who is implied to be the Jimmy Olsen that Superman meets as an adult. Oh Oh my god, this is terrible! And like they do, they do, they do, um, they do Doomsday, and Superman fights Doomsday and punches him into the earth really deep, where he goes into like a sleep, so he can wake up later and kill Superman. And that's the energy this movie gave me. It's like that both uncharted. I want to talk about how this movie opens. Yeah, because it literally opens like those modern trailers you see cut, where you see a part of the trailer that's going to play later. Yeah, and they show you like the biggest set piece we made. Like five minutes of it, and then we go to the movie, and it's like that didn't need to be there at all. Yeah, absolutely the, not. The movie did genuinely feel like those terrible newer trailers that it's just like <laughs> the Uncharted trailer starts now. That's kind of how like two and three at least started. But it feels natural there, and it isn't the major, the big, biggest set piece. You know, two starts with the train falling off the thing, mm-hmm. right? That isn't the hugest part of two. There's a lot more amazing set piece. It also. It also helps when it's like, we don't know what this Nathan Drake is. This is the origin one. This is the first movie. Mm-hmm. We need to get a sense for him. So when in this opening shot, as they're doing this cool action set piece, and he's like apologizing to literally everyone right. every 10 seconds, I'm like, oh, this is not a good audience introduction to this. <laughs> no. I, I needed something before this moment because I'm just spending this whole time being like, I, I'm tired of the apologies. This is... Really awful, actually. It's, I mean, it's cool that they put Nathan Drake's hair model on the CG man they replace Tom Holland with for 50% of that shot. <laughs> yeah, that, that also is like their biggest set piece, but the least impressive one because it's all like CG and green screen constantly. It doesn't look good for even a second. Hey, he jumped between two of those boxes in front of a green screen for like <laughs> two shots. Yeah, they put out the making up for this. And I, that's one of the first things I saw of this movie, like, it's just him jumping between green screen boxes. It's like, great. So, this is going to sound really nitpicky. Mm. But this generally, this genuinely was a thing that happened in the movie. And Tosh, my girlfriend, sitting next to me watching it, and me at the same time, she, she, she says it out loud. She's like, how did Chloe even take that from him? She didn't step anywhere near him. Because in the introduction scene of Chloe in Barcelona, she does that. Turns out they edited an entire scene out of this movie where she stole it from him before they even arrived there. And I was like, this is a good shot. Why did you take it out? And literally the only reason I could find for that shot was it wasn't cool action. 
But nothing in this movie is cool action. I know. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few other scenes like that where it's just like, it's only like a minute and it improves your movie. They actually had a completely different origin story for Chloe too. Well, I say completely different, but it's very similar. Um, You remember how the story in the actual movie is something like her father took the treasure she found under the bridge and sold it and left her, right? Mm -hmm. Well, apparently it was her uncle. It was a completely different sounding treasure, something like... On a beach, we found a scabbard or something like that, and it was neat. And my uncle took it and went away. Like that's that's I think that's a tonal difference of like I have abandonment issues because my dad left, and I don't trust motherfuckers because my uncle uncle's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like there's a total difference there. But I got they they deliver this scene this this exposition at the house where Sully, Chloe, and Drake are right. Mm-hmm. I feel so weird to call him Drake. <laughs> yeah, it does seem wrong. <sighs> Tom Holland, Dar. So they're talking out in the balcony. It's at night. Sully was pretending to be asleep. And uh, she delivers this. And as she delivers this, Nate says the thing about Sam. And then that's when she got, she drops all of her, I'm having a good time talking to Nate and relating. And then just gets into this very serious, oh, Sam. So then that leads into that other scene where she confronts solely about this. So what I'm trying to say is I think this movie's written very poorly. The action looks terrible, but they also made confounding choices in editing. Mm-hmm. What they removed, how it's cut. It, this is a real masterpiece. Like if you're wondering why we're not talking about positives, it's because they're basically aren't any i like one scene in this movie and that's cuz it made me clap. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the scene that had Nolan North? Yes, of course. There's there's something about that scene that I feel like we need to point out. Okay. It is very, very possible Uh that that single scene signals that this movie is canonical to To the Uncharted games. That is actual Nathan Drake. And it's after (laughs) Uncharted 4. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I was saying after that scene happened. I'm like, that's hilarious conceptually because the scene is this set piece from Uncharted 3. You know, Drake eventually gets to the water. He finds land. And as he comes up on the beach, Nolan North is there. And he's like, hey, what happened to you? And then Tom Holland doing his... I, I'm literally nothing like Nathan Drake. Dan doing that voice just now was way closer than I get in this movie. <laughs> explains to Nolan North that he, you know, fell out of a car, fell out of fell out of a plane, fell out of a car, and landed on the ocean. And he goes, that sounds like something that happened to me once. And then he goes, huh. And he walks away. That's the only good part of the movie. <laughs> That's it. I thought it was really genuinely hilarious, and I enjoy Nolan North, so... <laughs> It'd be so good if there's like, yeah, the next movie's just about him. Oh, that would be awesome! <laughs> that would be great. Sadly, this movie was relatively successful, so it's almost certainly going to get a sequel. Oh, God. Oh, no, don't tell me that. Ooh. Oh, like, man. it performed really well on streaming. It made money in theaters. Can you imagine how bad they're going to fuck up Elena? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I can't. <laughs> the the only thing the only thing could be it could be and which which I think is entirely possible is if Tom Holland is like no I don't want to do more that'd be great <laughs> yeah that would be so awesome. everybody involved <laughs> it because he seems like he's like no I, I'm taking I'm taking it I'm taking I'm like stepping away from some stuff that isn't Spider Man at the moment <laughs> right <laughs> like do, doing an Uncharted movie sounded fun I didn't know you guys were making now you see me three so I'm just gonna. <laughs> 
Thank you for that comparison. Uh, at this moment, as the largest critic of Now You See Me 1 and 2 on this podcast network, I can say I genuinely enjoyed those more. <laughs> I will say this movie did an important service, which was, and, and correct me if, if there's another movie that did this first, but this film really has signaled that Antonio Banderas has aged into the bracket where he can start playing menacing old men now. It's great. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a whole new chapter for us. Uh, Tosh, however, <laughs> spy kids pilled. So, of course, <laughs> she's just like, oh, my God, it's him. <laughs> it's hard to not see that, especially in a movie like this, which is like has like this weird tone to it already. Mm hmm. Yeah, where it's where he, I could re really easily see him like slipping into being <laughs> Spy Kidsman. Not that a lot of his other movies don't also have him being Spy Kidsman, considering he's fucking Puss in Boots and right. The Mask of Zorro is an unbelievably goofy movie. <laughs> and like, oh, like that this, is a very serious. It's film. raw though. <laughs> right about this movie's tone, like it is this. I don't I actually don't know what it's rated, but it feels it's rated PG thirteen. It feels aggressively PG. It really, it does, yeah. yeah. Like Holland spends the whole movie Scooby doing around, like I'm, I'm gonna hit you with a random thing instead of pull out a gun and shoot a motherfucker. Yeah. Until you know the end where he becomes the Tomb Raider. <laughs> yes, he puts on the the little two gun holder that uh -huh. Drake actually wears. Shoots three bullets, is sort of at a guy, and then goes back to doing whatever. Yeah. Not, not as good as the real Uncharted movie, Kong Skull Island. That's Fuck true. Yeah. Yeah. What, a great, what a great film. Jesus. It's not even fair. It, it would be so great if we could get that Metal Gear Solid movie made. I, I just, I, I, it would be nice to have a competently made Metal Gear film by a fan to just be like, Uncharted movie, why can't you be like him? <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it was great to watch Kong Skull Island and be like, oh, you hate the U.S. military. You're perfect for Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I liked that the villain had these consistent henchmen that were repeat that were consistently menacing Drake, but none of it's executed well, so it doesn't matter. But I liked the concept of no, the bad guy has these two guys that keep like spatting with the hero over the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it is like like not Nadine shows up and you're like, oh okay, so she's got a couple of guys. I guess she just. When, when, when it's clear that she's not Nadine, like, I guess she's just some tough and she works for uh, Antonio Banderas here. And then the movie keeps going and she just eventually has a mercenary army. Yeah. Because Nadine did. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're not going to really talk about it, but just Shoreline shows up by the end of the film because... <laughs> She's supposed to be Nadine Ross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and up until that point, it really feels like she is a solo, like, yeah. contractor, not yeah, an because, army. Because she clearly needs the money. Mm -hmm. So the thought that she has a PMC of some sort <laughs> is really, it's, it's a hard ask. Oh, yeah. One of the other few action moments I liked it all is when Tom Holland kicks one of the... Uh, one of the henchmen who's really fat and just falls over. Oh, yeah. He just kicks this huge dude and just flops on his ass. And I was like, oh, that's really good. And then they followed up immediately by having him climb on light bulbs. And was like, oh. And it looks absolutely terrible. And then they have him swing to the ground. And it looks absolutely terrible. Like, they won't even show him in the in the scope of the room. No. They're like, okay, nipples up shot only of him hanging from this thing. <laughs> yeah, it just made me think of... Uh, 
Jackie Chan's Thunderbolt and how it's like, oh, we made the worst version possible of that, where he <laughs> yes. he goes down on lights and burns his hands up. Mm. I, I thought of that, but then this is podcast damage <laughs> where, I, where I started, where I was like, is this going to be like the Honeymooners movie? And Sullivan is like shoving Antonio Banderas out the door and shutting the door on him. <laughs> Oh man, that would have been really good. Like, like they have those scenes where where Holland is, you know, he's doing the prep work and he's he's doing the the crunches and the muscle ups and the push ups and he's he's like we're explaining how he's so good at climbing. This scene made the cut for the movie somehow. <laughs> but but the one where we find out why Tom Holland might want to kill the villain. No, we don't need that one. Oh yeah, we. They do all the prep, and he doesn't do really any Nathan Drake climbing. He he parkour and hops over shit. It it felt like I was watching fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, where where they're not allowed to use their weapons. It's like, why is Nathan Drake like doing Scooby-Doo? Oh, I throw the pod, and you catch it, and then I shove you, or I knock something into you, or I pick up a big club and hit you, because I can't throw a fucking punch. Like, I, I, I could have accepted, I was on track to being able to accept this movie's nonchalant attitude toward its source material, where it, it just, it didn't really seem to give a shit until the after credits scene. Oh, God. Huh? Yeah. Where it, it, it felt like the live action Mario movie from the 80s, where it's like, <laughs> oh, you like this video game? This is stupid. Yeah, it was upsetting that they started writing them more like you would write these characters for that. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just frustrating. It was like, that's what you should have done at all. And now it feels like you're showing this away. Also, Shows up I, with the mustache, throws on the cigar. Drake's got the golden gun. And I'm like, okay, is somebody going to hand somebody a surfboard now, you fuckers? Yeah, he's going to surf now. It, well, not now. In the next movie, though. <laughs> is there any piece of like online is there any online post in history that has aged more gracefully than the surf Dracula (laughs) (laughs) post keeps getting worse right like no you have to you have you need the origin of surf Dracula yeah the worst part is uh, like I like Tom Holland I like him in the Spider-Man films Mm -hmm. you cast an actor that is literally just good for the origin film I do not think any level of performance from Tom Holland will capture the essence of Drake at all. I don't think at any point he can act like Drake and that will land. And that's really unfortunate since they might make a sequel. Mm-hmm. Like there, there, there's a lot of like, Oh, this character is wrong and this character is off. And why isn't she Nadine? God damn it. Mm. Uh, what the fuck is Mark Wahlberg doing here? Not acting. I, <laughs> not acting. I I assume what happened was Mark Wahlberg was like, we, but it's like how Donald Glover was is is was like the Prowler in one of the Spider-Man things because he was too old to be Miles Morales because mm-hmm. that was always the Miles Morales fan cast. Mark Wahlberg was the Drake fan cast, so they just made him Sullivan because he was too old. I yeah. I thought they had him attached to the project as Drake for a while. Yes, I, yes, I yeah. think that's literally what happened. Mm-hmm. He aged out of it because it took so long to make, and they're like, "Well, I guess now you have to be." Like, well, now he's selling. We're like, um, "There's a significant middle period here where in which that is not okay." Yeah, yeah, no, that does doesn't work at all. <laughs> like, like Mark Wahlberg, whatever he's doing in this film, like 
it's fine. It, it's cool. It was kind of interesting. It, it had absolutely nothing to do with Victor goddamn Sullivan. Yeah, I, I, he's genuinely my least favorite part of this film. Mm-hmm. And I liked him and other shit. <laughs> so it's really not a personal, I dislike this actor. It's this, He doesn't work for the character here. And he definitely doesn't work for anything resembling Sully. Right. And it was like we talked about people don't have chemistry. He is the one who has to interact with the other characters the most, it feels like. And he doesn't have chemistry with any of them. Like, it, it's that it, extra severe with him. And it's weird because an Uncharted thing should have many characters with an insane amount of charisma. Mm-hmm. And many interactions with chemistry. No one in this has charisma except for uh, Antonio Banderas. He's the only one with charisma. And it's more like he's chewing, chewing scenery, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, not Nadine is usually doing a good job. She she just doesn't have anything to do. <laughs> right? Yeah, she really should. Like, Nadine is great because her employer dies and she's like, I don't care about this. I'm out. <laughs> right? Like, that's an amazing part of the character you don't see written nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Instead, in this, they do the exact obvious normal thing of, no, she wants the power. She's going to take over. Actually, you know what makes Nadine better? Her employer didn't die. Oh, she, yeah. She looks at Drake and her employer and goes, you two have fun. You're fucked up in the head. <laughs> I, this, this right here, this is literally where I draw the line. You two need to seek God or something. <laughs> and just finally fucking leaves. God, four was so good. Four was so good. Yeah, it's needs more respect frankly to try and remake that and do anything from it you shouldn't even touch it yet you're not ready no mm-hmm. you just aren't no in fact it's clear they're not even ready to take on one no but that's I, what they're teasing it i like i don't hold one in this like incredible like oh you'll never be as good as this like i don't even think that's <laughs> one would have been the best one to make a movie out of yes yeah Cause you wouldn't, cause you could have like the jet ski section and it would be cool and not ass, but they would film <laughs> it on a green screen. Cause they only have Tom Holland for a few days in between Spider-Man's. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Like, do, do you think, do you think it was like, do you think it was like Tom Holland? I'm Tom Holland. Do you want to do your own stunts? Yes. And there's like the Disney stormtroopers being like, the stunts must not be impressive at all. He must not be in any danger. <laughs> What you can't see is a bunch of Disney uh, employees in green screen suits lifting him up to do the jumps. <laughs> this, was, this was such a softball project. It was. Yes. It was so simple. <laughs> like, I remember back in the day, they're like, we're going to make an Uncharted movie. And we're like, why? <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly hard pressed to think of an Uncharted movie that like wouldn't just feel superfluous. Because of, because of how good the games look, how well they're executed, it it's just like you're the best Uncharted movie you could make. Still, would probably feel like a hollow imitation of these games. Stop stop climbing for like the approval of this industry. You're a competitor to. It it gives the impression that like Hollywood is just a full of full of people not giving a shit, half-assing everything thoughtlessly. Because that's what this comes across as, right? Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of things where enough factors were changed because it was more convenient that way, where now it's all terrible. <laughs> Every single thing was changed arbitrarily to be a worse version of itself. Yep. Because the goal wasn't to 
adapt this source material, the goal was to leverage this IP. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were just entirely dismissive of the themes, characters, and ideals of the original game series. So you made shit. Yeah, you just made, like I was saying before, the watered down Indiana Jones. Like we, They go to the church. And literally, like, remake a scene from Indiana Jones, but worse in every way. But every single we solved the puzzle scene sucked. Yeah. Like, I, I remember. The, abs- I, the I, absolute I, funniest one was the map. Because it's like, what are you doing? Where he's like, has the two crosses <laughs> right? on the map and like wiggles them around and doesn't really look like he's doing something. He's like, it must be here. That That's all, all the puzzle solving is. Like, the one where they move the pew in the church and they see the <sighs> sigil. Uh, that a bunch of pirates carved and the nuns were okay with it, I guess, for 400 years. Uh, he's like, like this must be the cathedral based on nothing. And these are the stairs. Uh, what the fuck are you pointing at? So that means, oh, there's just a big fucking arrow in the middle of this circle. Yes. Fuck the off. Thing, the, like the one part that I liked that I thought was really clever. Uh-huh. Was when they they use the key. They're down in the fucking catacombs under Barcelona. They're going around and they find find an underground rave. Yes, yes. that is my favorite part because it gives you the idea that they're going to do something you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Oh look, we're calling back to that earlier scene where we made Nathan Drake a bartender for no fucking reason. Look, you learned bar tricks, and that's all we could do to try and give Nathan Drake a character because we have no idea what his character is. <laughs> That's really depressing. I know what you're saying is true, but just listening to it makes me feel worse. So if you could stop. <laughs> but yeah, that and then the modern, uh, like, Papa John's being where the other <laughs> stage key is. Hearing Mark Wahlberg say, I'm literally standing at a Papa John's. The, the behind the scenes where he's just like, yeah, and then we had the Papa John's fight. <laughs> My big scene in the Papa John's. <laughs> uh yeah i'm clawing through my notes like do i have anything else about this movie there's so you know, little anything in it God, like like they they do the papa john's fight they they use both crosses to unlock the door and there's the, the four big roman urns and they find the map and then chloe pulls the gun on him and <laughs> like or just don't because this is really like if you didn't betray him right now we we could cut probably four scenes out of the rest of this movie. Yeah. And yeah. at this point, ev- everything you're doing is just making me tired. But don't you see how that fits into the theme of the movie? I mean, Nate had that talk with Soli near the end about how there isn't a we, there's only you. That's the theme. What a stupid fucking movie. You know how Chloe Frazier shows up in Uncharted 2 and it's implied that she has a complex backstory with Nathan? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, the backstory was this movie. <laughs> oh, replaying those games. Yeah, no, gonna I'm going to go weird. replay too, and that's going to make everything weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the next time you see her is two. <laughs> now, see, now they can bring all this back in the sequel. They just need to make the antagonist of the sequel Talbot. <laughs> I mean, it would be the most authentic thing they could possibly do if Talbot just got to places and did things that nobody could understand. And then Samuel Jackson is chasing him down like only God should have this power. <laughs> yeah. It's not no. me making the jumper reference. Oh, please. Shut the fuck up about jumper. <laughs> I'm going to end up watching jumper just because you won't stop talking about jumper. 
Hopefully it's on HBO Max. It might disappear. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I just, at this point, uh, I, I have a fight or flight reaction to people talking about Talbot teleporting. Because here's the thing. I didn't notice that happening when I played through three. Because I was so beaten down by the fact that three was so fucking mid. <laughs> Looking over at my, like... 11 inch Nathan Drake statue that came with the special edition. What you're saying is you you feel a little bit like the Gears of War 2 special edition people with the picture of Dom's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Uncharted. So, uh, my, my minor Talbot story, I, I had to go to Wikipedia to remember Nadine's name because I had forgotten it. Mm-hmm. And Talbot's entry on the Uncharted characters Wikipedia page mentions unknown abilities like four times. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's like the shit you would do in a movie because it makes it interesting. Like when your character turns a corner and the, the main character right behind them turns the corner and they're not there and we're seven stories up out and he disappeared. <laughs> I and the answer is again. we don't know. <laughs> and that's why in a movie it's perfect. <laughs> People would just give it a pass, but in the video games, because there are two other Uncharted's that don't do that shit. <laughs> you just sit there and go, what the fuck is Talbot's deal? And you find out there is no deal. There might not even be Talbot. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it was a tree. The, the Wikipedia, Wikipedia implies he's using hypnosis to trick people? Wiki writers for video games are some of the most insane, insane. people I've ever heard of. It, it, yes. It's my contention that Talbot seriously isn't real. You're hallucinating him because that weird you uh, see gin now drug they hit you with at the end mm -hmm. is so fucking dank it stretches back through time. Oh wait, are, <laughs> wait, wait, what if it's in water like PFAS? It's just like it's all of our bodies are getting drugged with the gin drug. We're all just going to see Talbots now. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at this new place. The cost of living's much lower, and they don't have the gin drug as heavy in the water. So that'll be nice not seeing Talbot every night for dinner. <laughs> God, that's, that's horrible. You know, I hear the gin drug secretly turns you communist. Oh my God. <laughs> Does Talbot like talk you into it or something? <laughs> he debates you. <laughs> Say something, communist, or shut the fuck up. And he's just right behind you saying that. <laughs> this is basically what I hear Disco Elysium is like. <laughs> yes, actually. Well, guys, uh, I think we can feel really proud about this podcast and spoiler cast. Reason being, given the material we were handed, we did a great job <laughs> adapting it to a new medium. But unfortunately, I feel we have to wrap on this. Does anyone else have any... Last minute anecdotes before we continue. Uh, yeah, Sam's in this movie only so they can fuck up the part where Sam doesn't <laughs> leave his brother in the orphanage. <sighs> yep. They sure should, we're not ready to make Uncharted 4. They sure made a bunch of decisions at random, not understanding what that affected. <sighs> mm hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. As I said before, a few sentences. Ultimately summarizing the core problems or uh, who knows, maybe there's some upsides <laughs> you had with this movie uh, before you give it a score out of 10 and then we plug it in and see uh, what the average score is and stuff. 
We're going to go ahead and start with Chris Wolfhart. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a five. It just barely makes it to that bar of, if I'm doing something, I won't bother to get up to change it. <laughs> like, you, like if I'm if I'm building a if I'm building a table and it's on in the room, I'm going to be like, well, I, I you can stay on, whatever. It's fine. I'll just look up when he spins the bottle. A, a completely superfluous film, fungible. <laughs> okay, uh, we move next to Bob. Yeah, this movie is just really plain by the numbers and kind of boring, but it's not like offensively bad. So I'm also going to set it at five. Like, it doesn't hurt to watch. I just <laughs> would rather not watch it. <laughs> okay, uh, Dr. Agro. The Uncharted movie feels like a throwback to a darker time when Hollywood would take pity on a video game and do it the favor of adapting its meager, vulgar content into the elevated form of a movie. Uh, this is beyond neglect. This shit is downright disrespectful. I'm going to give this movie a four. Now, I'm a simple gamer. I don't have fancy words like Dr. Agro to describe this film, but it also is deeply upsetting because I feel like uh, Tomb Raider was a better movie than this. That just don't make sense. I also am starting to wonder if Jumper's a better film. I'm going to give this a 3 out of 10. It is not offensively bad, per se, uh, if you're not looking at it directly. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that at all. (laughs) Feel said perfect film to watch while building a desk, I guess. (laughs) It's in the room. Like, whatever. This brings our total to 17 out of a possible 40, giving it an average score of 4.25. I can genuinely say this is one of the most mid things of the year we've covered on a spoiler caster <laughs> review. Watching this movie felt like sliding across smooth glass. <laughs> yeah. Like towards a cliff, like a sheer drop. Yeah, it, it would be exciting, except I'm not playing a video game. I'm watching a movie. 